You're listening to the Talking Rheumatology Research Podcast, brought to you by the British Society for Rheumatology. Hello everyone and welcome to this podcast. My name is Anastasia Madanidou and I'm a clinical research fellow and rheumatology registrar based in Manchester, UK. Today we are talking about systemic sclerosis with Dr. Cristiana Santos. Uh, Cristiana, just to start by congratulating you for your winning paper on clinical phenotypes in scleroderma. Hi, Cristiana. Hi. Thank you very much, Anastasia, for inviting me to participate in this podcast and also giving me the opportunity to talk to you about our work. Lovely. That's great. Thank you for accepting our invitation. So, firstly, before talking about your paper, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a few words about who you are? Of course. So, I'm, my name is Cristiana Sierra Santos. I'm a rheumatology trainee in Complejo Asistencial Universitario de León in Spain. I was actually born in Portugal, but I, I'm uh, in Spain at the moment. And I'm working on my PhD on responses to vaccination in patients with immune-mediated inflammatory diseases. I'm also a member of the Country Liaison Subcommittee of Illuminet ULAR. And I'm doing a, a lot, or I try to do a lot of research on systemic lupus erythematosus and systemic sclerosis, which are my main research and clinical interests. Well, that's great. Uh, thank you, Christiana. So, regarding your paper now, could you please give us a brief overview of your paper? Yes, yes, of course. So, our paper is about characterization of clinical phenotype of patients based on output antibodies and determining their risk to develop major organ involvement, as well as analyzing survival rate based on skin involvement and autoantibody expression. Heterogeneity and systemic sclerosis, I think, has hindered the understanding of this disease's pathogenesis, and there is a very growing interest in the new subclassification of systemic sclerosis. Classically, we know that anti-centromere autoantibodies are associated with limited cutaneous involvement, and antitopoisomerase are uh, associated with diffuse skin involvement. But in my opinion, the subclassification of systemic sclerosis into limited and diffuse might uh, omit a wider, a wider spectrum of uh, clinical phenotypes characterized not only by skin involvement, but by organ damage, serologic and immunologic profile and subsequent prognosis. So in this paper, what we found out is that uh, the risk of major organ involvement was higher in patients with antitopoisomerase uh, anti-autoantibodies, followed by antinuclear and antricentromere patients throughout 15 years of follow-up. We also found out that our all-cause mortality was higher in patients with diffuse skin involvement, but we did not find any differences regarding antibody positivity. And most of all, I think that we hope that these results can provide new ways to help in the early diagnosis, management, and adequately assess the prognosis of the disease. That's great. So my understanding is we shouldn't focus only on the skin involvement, you know, if a patient has limited or diffuse systemic sclerosis, but autoantibodies 
play a significant role in terms of disease manifestations and also prognosis as a tribe? Did I get it right? Yes, I think that's the main message of the of the paper, that uh, the disease-specific autoantibodies are important biomarkers for systemic sclerosis and also have the ability to stratify patients with different se- severity and prognosis. So I think that uh, the use of these autoantibodies provides a more meaningful classification of subsets rather than the old subdivision of limited and diffuse skin involvement, which is what I think that we are trying to say by doing this, this work. And I think sometimes this term limited can be misleading, although we use the terms limited and diffuse to characterize the skin involvement, someone may assume that a limited form of systemic sclerosis may be more benign which is not true because, as you said, the autoantibodies drive uh, manifestations and prognosis. So, yes, thank you for this. I found interesting uh, in your paper that ANA limited systemic sclerosis and ANA diffuse systemic sclerosis exhibited a higher risk of GI involvement compared to any, any other systemic sclerosis group. Any thoughts about this? Do you think there is and onto antibody that we haven't discovered yet? So I think that was one of the most interesting conclusions or results that we got. I think that it's possible. We ha- we still have a lot to learn. There are several autoantibodies that might not have been discovered yet. But uh, I think that uh, although associations between gastrointestinal hemisclerosis disease and several autoantibodies have been suggested, Several studies have not demonstrated differences between uh, hallmark systemic sclerosis autoantibodies and also a clear association between skin subtypes and gastrointestinal disease has not been reported. By uh, doing this uh, research, I found an interesting paper published in Rheumatology last year about autoantibodies as predictors of gastrointestinal symptoms and in systemic sclerosis. And these uh, uh, authors showed that patients with NA negative had increased gastrointestinal burden. So I think that the, the main reason for this is that there might be undetected antinuclear antibodies. And we also know that uh, anti-mienteric antibodies have been linked to systemic sclerosis, particularly muscarinic 3 anti-acetylcholine uh, receptor autoantibodies, which, as we know, can block excitatory neurotransmission required for intestinal motility and in gastrointestinal involvement there's a lot of microvascular damage and tissue fibrosis which can also be linked to anti-gut antibodies so i think that it does make sense that uh, an uh, positive patients uh, exhibit higher uh, risk of gastrointestinal despite their skin involvement Okay, now that's that's very interesting. Uh, you know, your, your findings, I understand, they're consistent with the current literature. And unfortunately, as you know, GI involvement is, can be very delipitating for patients with stem sclerosis. So there are more things to learn about it, for sure. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. And uh, one last question, please. Uh, based on your paper... What do you think we should change in our clinical practice from tomorrow? Just a take-home message for our listeners. 
So I think that the main message is that we should not always focus on the skin subtype and that autoantibodies have an influence or have an importance as biomarkers for systemic sclerosis. And I think that we we should uh, use them for profiling our patients for stratification treatment and as, as well as prognosis. That's one of one of the messages of the paper. The second one might be that we should search for new for novel autoantibodies because there are several diagnostic gaps in systemic sclerosis, especially in patients who are seronegative. And the third one I would say was about ILD involvement because I think that ILD, as we know, is one of the most severe organ manifestations in systemic sclerosis, which has been strictly associated with anti-topoisomerase occurrence. But what we find in this paper is that patients who are anti-topoisomerase positive have a higher risk of ILD, regardless of skin involvement. And in the case of anticentromeres, we also found that the involvement of uh, internal organs in patients with anticentromere autoantibodies was lower in patients w- with non-anticentromere autoantibodies. And this also happened in patients with diffuse skin involvement, which also highlights the protective role of anticentromere autoantibodies in patients with systemic sclerosis. And also in the case of major organ involvement, we also found that uh, the major organ involvement, including myocardial involvement and scleroderma, renal crisis was also higher in patients with, with antitopoisomerase autoantibodies. So I think the, the main message is that uh, we have these specific autoantibodies, that there's still a lot to learn and possibly a lot of autoantibodies to discover. But I think that uh, this work provides meaningful classification of subsets rather than uh, using the subdivision of limited and diffuse skin involvement. So I think that's to sum up or not to sum up. I think I, I, I talked a lot already, but I think that's the main message of, of the work. No, that's great. Yes, you, we need to read your paper in detail. There are so many things we can learn but definitely as you said the message from your paper is that we should not only focus on the type of systemic sclerosis if it is diffuse or limited but also on the autoantibodies that's true so so thank you very much Christiana for joining me today and congratulations uh, you know for your paper it's a, a winning paper Uh, It has been a very good discussion today. I would encourage our listeners to have a look at the paper entitled Clinical Phenotype in Scleroderma Patients Based on Autoantibodies. And you can find the paper on the Rheumatology Advances in Practice channel. Thank you and bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Talking Rheumatology Research, brought to you by BSR. Please do rate, share and subscribe through your favourite podcast app.